Hey friend, welcome back to the show. Are you wondering why your son estranged from you after he got married? Do you suspect your daughter-in-law had something to do with your family estrangement? If so, today's episode is one you do not want to miss. I'm going to tell you about a cult-like phenomenon that's taking place inside marriages where daughter-in-laws function as cult leaders over their husbands. And that is causing rifts, divides, and estrangements to happen. I will also tell you the four steps for you to take to fight for your family and win, even if you think your daughter-in-law would never change her ways. Let's talk about it. Hey friend, welcome to the Estranged Mom Coach Podcast. Are you going through a family estrangement from your adult son or daughter? Do you wonder why your child cut you off if there's a way to save the relationship, or how you can ever feel happy again. You can only distract yourself and avoid thinking about it for so long, and then it hits you all over again. How can this be happening? I'm Jenny Good. I'm a certified coach trained in mindset neuroscience, family estrangement, and emotional healing. I'm also a mom who's been through adult child estrangement and reconciliation. I teach Christian estranged moms how to increase their odds of reconciling with their child and how to achieve emotional healing and happiness in the meantime. And we do it from a biblical perspective. So grab your tea, pop in your AirPods, and exhale. Welcome home, sister mom. It's going to be okay. Quick disclaimer, I am a certified coach, not a therapist. If you think you're suffering from a mental health disorder, please seek help from a licensed therapist or call 911. Hello, my friend. Come on in and grab a seat. How are you doing today? I am excited for our visit because I have something I want to tell you that might answer some questions you have if you're dealing with a difficult daughter-in-law. I've been noticing a trend with my estrangement coaching clients who are estranged from their married sons. There seems to be this pattern of daughter-in-laws entering the son's life and eventually taking control and causing low contact or even no contact between the son and the mother or the son and the rest of the family. This can sadly also involve the grandchildren, even to the extent that you're no longer allowed to see them. You might be permitted to drop off gifts on the porch, but you're denied access to so much as even give them a hug. Now, you may wonder why I'm focusing on daughter-in-laws instead of also son-in-laws. Son-in-laws can control daughters and contribute to estrangements, but they tend to do it differently. And I hope to cover that in a future episode. But since daughter-in-laws tend to be the more common source of estrangement than son-in-laws, I wanted to start there. So let's call this the daughter-in-law cult for the sake of this episode. And that is more than just some trendy subject line or title. There is actually a cult-like structure to what may be happening with your daughter-in-law and your estranged son. In this cult-like dynamic, the daughter-in-law coerces and requires your son to behave in a way that aligns with her agenda thoughts, and wishes. And there are some very specific similarities between what's happening here and what cult leaders do. Before we get into the specifics of that, 
Let's look at when and why daughter-in-laws cause estrangement. And big disclaimer here, I am not saying that all daughter-in-laws are bad people or that a daughter-in-law is always behind the estrangement of a married son. That may or may not be happening in your situation. But if it is, this is information you need to know. So let's look at when and why these things happen. A lot of estrangements of married sons happen or worsen after the birth of a child. The birth of the baby is a common time for your daughter-in-law to start talking more about boundaries, and you might find your son and daughter-in-law becoming more distant or bolder in their requests or demands. Some of this can be a normal, healthy part of your son and daughter-in-law finding their footing as parents and autonomous adults, but it can also signal something emotionally unhealthy. After the birth of a child, your daughter-in-law may feel that she has greater leverage due to the say-so she has over the baby. She may start using that leverage with the child to guide your son's thoughts and actions. There may even be a stated or perceived threat to your son that if he does not fall in line with her thinking, she may leave him and take his child from him. So why do daughter-in-laws behave in this way? Here are some possible and plausible reasons. Your daughter-in-law may fear that you have influence over your son and she feels threatened by that. She might fear loss of control in motherhood or marriage. I call this the Queen Bee Syndrome and it means she believes there is only room for one or the other of you. She might project her negative perceptions of her own mom onto you as her mother-in-law. If she herself is estranged from one or both of her parents, she is much more likely to influence your son to estrange as well. The next question is why did your son go for this in the first place? You had a close relationship and you don't understand why he would agree with his wife to estrange from you. Men are socially conditioned to have less guilt around separating from their parents. And women tend to worry more about how their actions impact others while men tend to feel it is a natural part of life to separate themselves from their parents. They might even feel it's a sign of weakness or femininity to consult their mothers or spend lots of time with them. Think about society's notions about a man being a quote-unquote mama's boy or how he should cut the apron strings from his mom. Some other reasons why sons are vulnerable to an estrangement influenced from their wives include these points. Men tend to be more avoidant of conflict. They try to please the wife to keep things smooth at home. Men generally have fewer close friends and look at their wives as their best or possibly only friend. Their self-concept as a strong man or a good husband or good dad depends on keeping their wife safe. And she can convince him that you are not good for her mental health, that you stress her, that you're controlling, or so forth. And therefore, he thinks he's keeping her or his children safe by distancing from you. And that then reinforces his identity as a good and strong husband or dad. Now, let's look at the similarities between what's taking place in this situation and what happens in a cult atmosphere. In this situation, your daughter-in-law tries to rewrite history, such as changing the narrative around your relationship to make it abusive or wrong. 
controlling, etc. Maybe, for example, your son tells her a story about this one time when he got grounded and had to wash all the windows of the house for staying out all night with his buddies and he wasn't allowed to use the car again for a month. He's laughing about it and telling the story from a perspective of, man, was I ever a handful. But your daughter-in-law convinces him that instead this was abusive and you were being overly controlling. She plants that seed of doubt and she rewrites history in his mind. Another way that this is like a cult is she states her demands under the guise of improving his life or even protecting their children. And what dad would not want to feel stronger as a man or protect his children from emotional harm. She uses his desire to be a healthy, strong person or to be a protective father against him. And her misuse of his trust is disguised as helping him be better or do better. Also, she uses behavior modification and control tactics, such as dictating who he talks to or how often those interactions should occur. Either he's going to meet her regulations around if and how interactions happen, or she imposes punishments of arguing, lack of intimacy, or guilt tripping. Compliant behavior is rewarded, and non-compliant behavior is punished. She implants seeds of doubt by sharing unreasonable fears or perceptions of you, which she uses to justify her insistence that your son disengages from you. She vilifies you and sets herself up to need him to rescue or protect her from you. Your daughter-in-law might also encourage your son to estrange from siblings or friends. She may absorb him into her family if she still has a relationship with them so that he becomes enmeshed with her family instead of his biological family. This increases her sense of control and security while it removes him from the support system he would have with you. So what can you do to remedy this situation? I want to give you four things. Are you ready? Number one, understand what you're working with. As bitter of a pill as it is to swallow, in this moment, your daughter-in-law is a gatekeeper to your son, and if you have grandchildren, also to them. You must understand that your daughter-in-law is in a power position as far as controlling access. Realize that you will be unlikely to be permitted to see your grandchildren without your daughter-in-law's buy-in, as unfair as that is to the kids and to you. The children become a pawn in many of these situations, and one of the kindest things you can do for them and for your son is to be healthy and strategic in your way of approaching this situation. Be secure in knowing this is not about you doing something wrong as a grandparent, and it might even have nothing to do with you doing anything wrong as a parent either. Your daughter-in-law feels some sort of queen bee syndrome towards you. She's threatened by you, and often that comes from you actually being a great mom or a great grandmother. Work with an estrangement coach who understands this dynamic really well so that you do not internalize this negativity from your daughter-in-law as truth. It is vital that you come from a place of peace, power, and strategy, and you cannot do that if you're drinking the Kool-Aid that she's pouring out about how you are a toxic and terrible person. It's equally as important not to barge in like a bull in a china shop 
and challenge her in ways that actually throw fuel on the fire. If you want some help with this, email me at jenny at theestrangedmomcoach.com and let's get you on my calendar for a consultation about how estrangement coaching with me can help you figure this out and get back into your son or grandchild's life and feel less heartbroken at the same time. The number two thing for you to do, remove the evidence. Shut down your daughter-in-law's ability to cite her quote-unquote evidence of her accusations against you. You shut that down by shifting how you communicate with her. If she has already convinced your son to estrange, there are specific ways to address this in a message or a letter. I'm not talking about a full amends letter here, but rather a shorter message that I call a door opening message that you would send to your son, but you would also include a section specifically to your daughter-in-law. If we work together, I will literally give you a template for this and we will walk through it word by word to make sure that your door opening message has the best chance of producing the result you want. If you decide to try this on your own, Make sure that you validate your daughter-in-law's feelings and use language that is void of any blame, hostility, or so forth. You want to make her feel that you value her being part of your family and that you want to work on anything that might be making her feel that it's best to have no communication with you or distance from you. Again, there are specific ways to say this so that it works best, and I can help you with that. Even if your daughter-in-law rejects your outreach and the door-opening message, you are strategically discrediting her false claims about you to your son by sending this message. If you're showing up in a healthy, calm way and inviting her to tell you anything that you can do to improve the relationship, then she has no ammunition to claim that you didn't try to get along with her or that your actions are always negative. She cannot say that you don't want a good relationship with her or that you make no effort to make her feel loved or welcome in the family. All of these things are likely a part of what she's saying to your son behind closed doors. And when you don't play the role she's trying to assign to you, you are making headway in the right direction. The third thing you can do is create a reconciliation plan. Because your son is likely conflict avoidant with his wife, you may need to follow up periodically after sending your door opening message. This follow-up is important because since your son does not want to rock the boat with your daughter-in-law, he's unlikely to press her on the issue of you seeing your grandchildren, for example. You don't want to go too far in the other direction either and push too hard. Generally, in this situation, a reach out every six months or so is what I would recommend. And that follow-up can be as simple as saying something like this. I wanted to check in and see if you had received my previous message about working together to improve our relationship. I value you so much, and I welcome an opportunity to hear you both out so that I can show up as a better mom, grandmother, and mother-in-law. If you're open to telling me how you're feeling and perhaps what I could do to make things work better between us, I would love to talk to you about that. If you're not ready for that right now, I respect your boundary and I can check back in a few months if that's okay. So something along those lines. And the fourth thing to do, and the most important of all these, is pray as a powerful intercessor. 
Far too often, we say things like, all I can do is pray. No, no, friend, don't say it that way. It's not all I can do, as if prayer is some small, inconsequential thing. Prayer is a powerful weapon against the devil who is trying to destroy your family and you. Each and every day, spend time in prayer, breaking strongholds of wrongful rebellion, deception, and division. Bind, in Jesus' name, any assignment from the enemy against your family and against you. And you do this until, until it gets better, until the breakthrough happens, until you see the answered prayer. Whether it takes one day or one year or whatever, consistently make your requests known to God and never downplay or underestimate the power of your prayers. Okay, friend, that is what I have for you this time, and I hope that it blesses you. Hey, Sister Mom, thanks for spending time with me. If this podcast inspired you, helped you, or blessed you in some way, I'd love for you to share it with another mom who could be edified by it too. Also, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps more moms like us find and be blessed by the show. Remember, you are a daughter of the Most High King, and you are not alone.